Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, and this is day 1305 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you. Thank you so much for waking us up to see a brand new day that you created just for us. Help us to go forth and be grateful for each and everything that you've done for us. And help us, Lord, to share your love and kindness with others. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're starting a little early today, around 5.30ish. Uh, I have a training to do all day today, so I wanted to make sure to um, get God's word out. So today's message is, worry is a waste. It is a waste in so many ways. We're going to be discussing that. We're going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 34. Matthew 6, verse 25 through 34. And Jesus is teaching us uh, about worry and why we should not do it. Uh, He confirms his love for us. It is so beautiful. So let me go ahead and start. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Mm, I would say quite the opposite. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And Solomon was the wealthiest man ever. I mean, you know, yeah, he asked God for wisdom and God blessed him with not only wisdom, but he was the wealthiest man that lived. And then verse 30 says, If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Absolutely. I I love it because it's so comforting. And so, you know, and I can remember times I didn't, I I never thought I was a worrier uh, until one day 
<laughs> I was uh, doing staffing um, years ago uh, for parties, and I'll never forget. I had um, promised that you know, uh, and and contracted with a hotel that we would have maybe let's say, oh six uh, servers there to help with the banquet, and I was two people short, and I made phone calls. I was going to be one to fill in for one of the people and I still needed another. And, and, you know, your word is your bond. I mean, I told the people yes, and I didn't give them enough time to, to get someone else. So I, I, I was just trying to find people and, and, and I began to go against my own values. One of the, one of my values were, was that, that anyone that worked with us in serving clean before they went out to serve at a banquet, they had to go through our training process, which was a couple of hours and, uh, they needed to be ready and professional. And, and I saw after all those, and then it, then I got really desperate. And then I just started saying, Hey, I called my husband. Do you know anybody? I mean, I've got a, a uniform. I could get them ready. I mean, do you know? And I would start panicking. And the next thing you know, I felt like I was having a panic attack. And I've never had that before in my life. Like I was having a heart attack or something. And then I just took a deep breath. I did not find anyone. And I got to the place with our crew that did make it. And I said, um, so-and-so, I am so sorry. I am short one person. And they said, oh, no, 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 you, we agreed to uh, four. <laughs> and I, I thought I was supposed to have six. Yeah. So that, that was one of those moments. And, and the Lord said, I will provide. I've got you. You must trust me, not in yourself or your own abilities. I've given you these gifts and these abilities, but glorify me. Trust me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So point number one, worry is immobilizing. It damages our health, causes the object of our worry to consume our thoughts. It disrupts our productivity. It throws our lives into disarray. It negatively affects the way we treat others and reduces our ability to trust God. Worry is fear. And God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That means we take on the mind of Christ. He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit and we share the love of God with others. Woohoo! Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? So point number two, here are seven reasons not to worry. Number one, the same God who created life in you can be trusted with the details of your life. If he molded us and created us in his own image, surely he can be trusted with all the other details of our lives. I mean, the very breath that we're breathing comes from God, you know, so we trust him with that. Surely <laughs> we can trust him. You know, when we break it down like that, it's like, oh, okay. Number two, worry about the future hampers your efforts for today because we're all sidetracked. We're so worried about tomorrow and tomorrow's not even here and it's not even promised. So, you know, um, when we say, oh, I'm going to do this today or tomorrow, I'm trying to remember which book of the Bible that was in, if it was in James or Peter. Uh, and he said, don't, don't say that. Say, if it be God's will, I will see you tomorrow. Because we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. So let's focus on today. Let go of yesterday. Uh, as my mom would say, you don't drive looking at the rear view mirror. You know, that's in the past now. Let that go. 
Number three, worrying is more harmful than helpful. It harms us in so many ways. As I said earlier, it affects our health, gives us high blood pressure. You know, it makes us sick. It can make us, uh, uh, so many things happen, break out in hives. It's just so many things that worry does to us. And uh, on top of that, it can kill us. Number four, God does not ignore those who depend on him. You see, he's proven it. Jesus spelled it out. The birds of, of the air, the grass with the beautiful flowers. He says, you know, these birds, they don't sow or reap. They don't, but naturally God provides for them. And we are far more valuable than them to God. All of us are valuable, but God made man even more valuable. When I say man, the human race. Uh, okay, uh, number five, worrying shows a lack of faith. And understanding God. So that means that we need to draw closer to God. And our faith has to, for me, it has to be strengthened on a regular through the word of God. And and I would say to you, we, we it's like a diet, uh, our spiritual food diet. And we need to have that, um, us, that type of diet usurping uh, the flesh diet. So the things of the flesh are worry, judgment, lying, cheating. Those are the things. See, that's what's, where Satan is. He, he affects our flesh. Uh, and he, he tries to tempt us, tempt the flesh to do things. But if the spiritual man is stronger, then it will have uh, power over uh, our bodies, over the flesh and its desires that don't line up with the word of God. Number six. Worrying keeps us from real challenges God wants us to pursue. Remember I told you I'm doing a training today. And I'm telling you, it's like a 10, 10 or 12 hour day. And uh, this is the first time I've done this long of a training. I'll be doing the, the teaching uh, for like eight hours straight. And uh, first time I've done this uh, on my own. Um, and I'll, you know, I do it with the youth. Uh, these are adults at a uh, theology school. First time I've ever taught at a theology school. Here's someone coming that's never taken theology in my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I've learned from the Holy Spirit. It was, my, it was and is my teacher. So it is something totally outside of my uh, realm of what I would seek. I would have not sought this out. They called me and, and it came from someone that I had met years ago that said, here's someone that can teach practical things about being a pastor in a church and how to deal with conflict in the church. And I'm like, all right, uh, I'm good for it. God's given it to me to do. I'll do it. Uh, number seven, living one day at a time keeps us from being consumed with worry. So just taking it one step at a time one baby step at a time and you know and then recognize those accomplishments yeah you know celebrate <laughs> don't and that doesn't mean you're prideful or anything like that but you should be proud of yourself you overcame something that always held you back think about what is what is that that's been holding you back it's fear and it it, it creates worry like well what if i don't do well or what if they say this about me what Go ahead and do what God has called you to do. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. So when we put God first in our lives, we won't worry. There will be no space for it because God fills your temple and our bodies is the temple of God. So, you know, God, hey, 
He's going to take up all the room if we let him. <laughs> so there is no, there will be no room for worry. So I remember when I had my son, uh, Gary Jr., which we call him by his middle name, Demoris. And uh, I have two girls, my oldest daughter, uh, Deanna, and then uh, Gary Jr., and then my youngest daughter, Diana, who's going with me today to help me. Uh, I'm so grateful I'll have her with me. Uh, but here he was, sandwiched between these two awesome girls who, yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> those girls, I love them, I love them, love them. Anyway, uh, so when he was born, though, um, he had some of his fingers on, uh, I think it's on his right hand, uh, were just flesh, hanging off his hand, just flesh. The, one did not develop, and another one was just flesh hanging, and then another one had like these rubber band indentation marks, like when you wrap a rubber band around your finger real tight and take it off and it leaves those marks. That's how it looked. And I was like, oh my gosh, what has happened to my baby? What's going on? And they told us that it was a rare occurrence when he was in my my stomach. Uh, they call these, there were bands that wrapped around his fingers and they're called amniotic bands. So he was just wiggling his little fingers and they got wrapped around these fine threads that wrapped around his fingers. And uh, they said it's just really rare for that to happen. Well, he is a rare child. <laughs> he is called of God. Well, I used to, uh, as we all are, right? Uh, I, I used to really be concerned about him starting school. And, and I, I would catch myself worrying and and I prayed for him more than I did my girls. I had to get caught up on that and pray for them too. But I, I, I wanted him, I would pray that, um, you know, he would be able to bounce back when kids would say things to him. Because I know kids are going to just say, kids are just real, you know. Some kids bully, uh, but it's a learned behavior. Uh, we won't go there right now. But um, yeah, so I wanted him to be equipped and ready. And they, my kids all grew up in church and they knew the Lord uh, and so we didn't pamper him or, or, um, say, oh, you got this disability or anything like that. We never called it a disability. We just expect him to do everything that anyone else did. And he had plastic surgery on those fingers and one, you know, like I said, it, it didn't grow. It's just like a little ball on there. And, um, and then the other one still has those indentation marks. So first day of school and I'm just really freaking out. And uh, he comes home. I'm like, how'd it go? How'd it go? It was good. But these kids are always asking me about what happened to your hand? What happened to your hand? And I just, of course, wanted to go to the school and just make a public announcement, let everybody know, and don't say anything to my baby and don't mess with him. But I didn't. I couldn't. And so I told him, here's what you say. You say, this is how God made me. This is how God made me. That's all. And he said, okay. And he went back to school the next day, came back home, cheerful, happy. I said, how did it go? I said, did the kids ask you again? Yep. I said, so what, what did you do? Or what did you say? I said, that's how God made me. And he said, that was all. They didn't say anything else. <laughs> that just nipped it right there. That, that peace of God <clears throat> that passeth all understanding. Pastor preached on that Sunday. It was really good. Um, but <clears throat> that peace of God just 
you know, envelop my body. And uh, even when I gave him that word from the Holy Spirit, I had a peace. And he grew and grew in great wisdom. He uh, was, you know, in gifted and talented classes from the first grade and on up. He, you know, he, he was always excelling and doing well, straight A's and, you know, all very athletic, anything he desired to do, any type of uh, uh, sport, he wanted to play it. And even with that hand, they were concerned about him palming a basketball or holding a football. He was VIP or whatever it's called, MVP, MVP on the, on the teams, ran track, did all those things and uh, was so popular, but that didn't matter to us. And he didn't matter to him either. Uh, all, you know, he remained humble, just gifted, still gifted and talented and using all of his gifts. And he, he'll be 40 this year. Uh, he'll be 40 in a few weeks. <laughs> Amazing how, how fast the time goes, right? How about you? Are you worrying about anything? And you know, I know how it is with our babies. You know, we're going to worry about them sometimes, but God is saying, I don't even want you to worry about that. He's saying, I am more than able to handle anything that you're dealing with. All he wants us to do is give it to him. So I ask you now to give it to God and let it go. And it, and then receive his peace and, and continue to just dwell there. All right? Oh, praise God. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be step number one. Romans 10 and 9 says, that If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B-Like-Boy-U-Y, cksministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name in your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.